0: Episode 26, A Big Change. Welcome to the SaaS Venture Podcast. Sharing the adventure of leading and growing a bootstrapped SaaS company. Hear the experiences, challenges, wins and losses shared in each episode. From Aaron Wykey of Gather Up
1: and Darren Shaw of Whitespark. Let's go.
0: Welcome to the SAS Venture Podcast and welcome to 2021. I'm Aaron and I'm Darren and Darren did you know that 99% of the time for lunch I eat uh, turkey and pepper jack cheese mayo and avocado sandwich.
1: like like for how long this is for the past seven years you've been eating this for lunch every day
0: (laughs) um i would definitely say the the percentage has kicked up highly um during covid so the last year now um but yeah uh, just because i'm you know home just about every single day that's that's kind of if i'm home like that's the sandwich i'm making and like my my kids my kids just like laugh at me. They ridicule me about just
1: how how basic, boring, and the same I am. Oh, that's funny because I'm exactly the same. This is a life hack, Aaron. It's it's like you're reducing your decision fatigue. You don't have to think about what you're going to eat for lunch. You, you just know what you're going to eat and you just go and make it. And it's one less decision to weigh on your brain. This is It's like the Steve Jobs thing. He just wears the same thing every day. He gets up, puts on his outfit. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's a smart a smart move. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to look at
0: it as an optimization then. Like I I just got done eating lunch uh, before this. That's that's why it was on my mind. I was just yeah. like I make the sandwich, I have a, a basically uh, what do they call it? I think they call it a sandwich cut or a deli cut. Pickle, so it's not like a it's not a dill pickle spear. It's like the flat slice, but ridge so it's got some texture to it. So, uh-huh.
1: okay, good. as so what day. we're talking about today. Just we're talking about sandwiches. <laughs> the podcast, yeah,
0: so, totally. We, I I I love sandwiches. There's someone tweeted this week talking about that they forgot to exclude mayo on a sandwich that they ordered from. Jimmy John's, what's it, the sandwich franchise? Yeah. And I was like, no, it's not a sandwich without mayo. Like that is, that is, you know, the ingredient that's like sandwich glue. You need that. It Without it, it's just bread with stuff. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> you know, I used to love when I was a kid, this is really weird. But I was like, I don't know, between the ages of like 10 and 13, I used to love to eat. This is the weirdest sandwich. It was, it was just two pieces of bread, mayonnaise and jam <laughs> this is just like this disgusting sandwich that i ate all the time when i was a kid really weird wow yeah the mayo and jam combination that that
0: definitely i was waiting for like you know peanut butter bananas no. there, there's definitely some variations i don't think i've ever heard jam and,
1: mayo. <laughs> and mayonnaise i don't know i was just on a on a jam and mayo sandwich kick for a while Oh, my gosh.
0: For me at that age, it was like peanut butter and jelly and right. nacho Doritos. Like I, I think that was my lunch, especially, you know, during the summer at home as a kid. Like I, I made that every day.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, good. hey, you and I, our next SaaS product is going to be sandwich related. Oh, this is brilliant. I would love a company that
0: was was named after a sandwich or something like that. <laughs> I'm all in. So, All right. Right. Yeah, well, hey, let's uh let's let's catch up on some other things besides uh our sandwich habits and our our sandwich secrets. Um I feel I hope our <laughs> listeners feel really good about what we bring to the table. We of- they've they've <laughs> all
1: stopped listening at this point. I think.
0: They're like this is this is what you got for twenty twenty one sandwiches. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh anyway, catch uh catch us up on how the year started for you, Darren. All right, it's been a good start. We we kind of went out with a bang at the end of uh 2020. We had a big launch of our rank tracker and, you know, it was I guess Probably in June, we launched our updated local citation finder, and man, we've just been on a roll. It continues to grow. We act, we were going through some declines on our subscriptions for a while, and that trend has been completely reversed. And yeah, every week, numbers keep going up. So it's been great on the software side of things, great on the service side of things too, and I've just been so busy Doing marketing and lots of presentations uh, because of the local search ranking factors, which I officially released at the end of the year. Yep. So just been doing tons of webinars and podcasts and and presentations around that. So that's been uh, it's been good and it's been driving business for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, it's been good. Lots of stuff coming up in 2021 as well. Yeah, it's been uh, it's gonna it's it was a a good end to 2020. Uh, a good start to twenty twenty one, and man, we have so much in the pipeline about to to launch for in the next month or two, and I think it's just going to be a great year. Yeah, it's looking yep. good. Well, that's that's a really
0: yeah, that's a really great feeling. You know, one thing you and I, um, you know, we did a non recorded call, just catching up and seeing how things were, and you know one thing that obviously really stood out to me just cuz we'd had many other conversations about it but you were commenting on you know your your engineering team has really wow. yeah. found its its sweet spot in efficiency and and what they're kicking out and that was great to hear just because prior months we had had talks that felt like things were you know something was missing in structurally or process or even possibly people. And you you were working hard to get your finger on it and change some things up. And it sounds like that's worked.
1: It worked really well. So the step one for me was uh, getting myself personally tuned into it because, you know, the software team was busy doing stuff all the time, but I wasn't I wasn't really hooked in and I didn't know what they were doing. And so as the founder, I just always had these lingering doubts. I'm like, are they doing anything? Like, why is this taking so long? But I wasn't really involved enough to know, you know, how things were progressing. So I started a a daily standup. So we we now do a daily standup, takes about 10 to 15 minutes. And everyone just kind of outlines what they do. We're recording all of this in uh, Confluence, which is uh, Atlassian. Same same company that makes Jira. So we record yep. that every day. And it's just so it, – that immediately um, dissipated any doubts I had. It was just like, okay, cool. I, I'm now in this. I'm involved. I know what's happening. It was really helpful for me personally to be able to, like, see what was happening. And I think it was helpful for the team too because it, it just sort of sets the day every day, every morning – we set up like this is what we're doing. This is what I did yesterday. This these are things we're doing today. And what and then um, at the end of the year we did uh, annual reviews for all the all of our staff. And I promoted uh, one of our developers to a team lead position. So that's been really helpful too because I'm not the best person to be the team lead, and I was kind of the the go to person for all software uh, team. Related decisions, and I was a bit of a blocker on a lot of stuff. And so, putting um, Troy into our team lead position has been really helpful too. And so now we've got processes in place, and we've got the daily standups. And then we ended up hiring two more people too. So we've got uh, one, we've got one more full time guy, and we have uh, a part time student developer and it's just like wow it's all all systems are firing and the dev team is building stuff faster than i can review it it's like i got a backlog of like i have to review this app and i have to review that app and it's like they they're like waiting for my feedback on stuff cuz i've just been busy with other things and so things are really going awesome on the dev team love it
0: yeah that's fantastic to hear do um do you see the the team themselves like Feeling it and like having a a new burst or a new outlook like it has has it crept in there? Yeah,
1: yeah, it feels really positive all around. And I think everyone just it's that sense of accomplishment and fulfillment, right? You're just getting stuff done. And it's like, wow, this app has has come to life it looks good it's like wow we're really putting the polish on it and everyone just feels good about it so generally uh i'm I'm seeing a lot of momentum and it's the daily stamps are really good to keep everyone connected too when because we have a lot of different things happening and different people are working on different projects and so it always felt like you know one developer is just working in a silo on his own doing his own thing and he's not really communicating with the rest of the team whereas now uh everyone's a little bit more connected and it's really helpful
0: yeah, that's awesome. I, I definitely think um, we can dedicate uh, a future upcoming episode to, you know, related to yeah. efficiencies and, you know, sprints and builds and, you know, shipping code. Uh, that's just one thing I've always been such a proponent of is like, it's great to be doing work, but what's so important is tying it off. Like, w- at what point are you shipping? And when you can get a team to have those, you know, better visibility into each other and that produces better accountability and gets everyone to that like same level. And then you get everyone just more committed and performing to a level where they're shipping, not just, you know, doing it's, it's so easy in work to be busy. Like being busy is not hard, but getting something done, like that's, that's hard. And that's where you like need to get a team to. So that's great.
1: Yeah. And actually, it's really important to, to define that cutoff point. Like we're already what we what the main thing that a lot of the dev team is working on is our new account system, all of our billing, our authorization, our transactions, all of that, like signing up for all of our different things and all the, the flow of all that um has been in the works for a while and you know it's already much better than our existing system so it's like we could keep polishing it for the next three months but gosh we might as well just push it out the door because it's already better than what we currently have so you know it's it's about defining that like okay let's let's launch it's it's ready
0: yeah well i think you just provided us some good uh segue in mentioning cutoff point um and uh, I, for me, but this is the first time I'm kind of saying this out loud past my own <laughs> internal team. But yeah. um, I've made the decision that I'm 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 leaving GatherUp. I'm I'm cutting off my time um, at at GatherUp and ha- have started on a, a new product, a new and a new venture. Big news, Aaron Wicke. <laughs> big big news. We have to redo the intro
1: of the SaaS Venture Podcast.
0: That's right. Yeah, we <laughs> totally do. Yeah. Yeah, this is oh, huge man. news.
1: I'm really excited for you, Aaron. This is uh, this is going to be good stuff. Yeah. And so that's, we're going to talk about some of that today, right? Exactly.
0: Not, uh, yeah. you know, cer- certain things I'm not ready to reveal and put out there, like the, the name of uh, the product company and things like that, but... Um, yep. All kinds of other things. Totally, totally fair game. And um, as as normal, uh, I was like, I'll, I'll just sit back and let you pick away at me and uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll try to I'll try to give you some answers. <laughs> All right.
1: So I want to start with like, what made you decide to take the leap? How did, how did you do this? You, you had a very comfortable position. You had a very important role. How do you leave that behind and say, I'm going to do it? I'm, I'm diving into the deep end and I'm going to I'm going to start something new.
0: Yeah, well, you know, as you personally know, Darren, because you're somebody that's obviously in my sounding board inner circle. You know, this this conversation started for me last summer, right. um, and it it was a combination of of a do a few different things, but you know, one after the acquisition, um, even though like you know, I, I was completely treated well um, and uh respectfully like so many things. Uh I think it's more of like the situation that is is I went from like being in charge of something that was a whole and an entity by itself. And then when you're plugged in with a whole bunch of other companies and I retained being in charge of that entity, but now I was part of a larger entity mm-hmm. that I had, you know, very little in influence on. And as a, as a leader that just ends up starting, like, I, I just started feeling, you know, unfulfilled and, you know, it just, it just wasn't gelling. I didn't feel like I, I wasn't doing what I really love. And I didn't feel like I was being utilized for the things that I do best, just mm-hmm. based on the structure of those things.
1: That's really weird. Hey, how that happens. It's like, you know, you're in this position, you you help build a company to what it is. And then after acquisition, it's just, you know things change. I think it's, yeah. it's something that all founders should, should be aware of that after an acquisition, the structure of the organization will change and you don't really know how that's going to impact you.
0: Yeah. And you really, you really transition from entrepreneur to employee. Um, right. And, right. Oh you know, an employee isn't something I've been for a very long time. And for right or wrong, those you know, barriers or fences or the lane you're in, no matter how much freedom you're given, you start to bump up against those and it starts to feel uncomfortable. Um, And yeah, it just just ends up, you know, one way or another, it just ends up not being the the ideal situation.
1: Yeah, and and I think, you know, the the opportunity presented itself too, right? Like you, you had a great a great new idea and um you know it's just it, the two things coming together you're like hey now's the time
0: yeah yeah there's you know so many components as you know a lot of uh, hemin and han about it where mm-hmm. you know i was i was being recruited for a couple of other ceo positions which was flattering and great and right. that yeah. that also led to me like answering some of my own internal questions on what i really wanted to do and what would yep. really make me happy the 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 incredible hard parts are, you know, you've given every ounce of yourself to something and then you're gonna walk away from it, right? And the the two big pieces of that is is one, the team, right? Is like you have all these people that you've hired and recruited and you know worked alongside and everything else, and like leaving that um is is extremely hard. Like I just I, I dearly love our team. And the, and the good news, like they're friends for life now, right? Okay. Um but just such a great working relationship and just such a great culture that they all you know they all self-built and contributed to to, to make it so special. Right. And then it, it it's no secret. Like I I love what gather up is about. Like mm-hmm. I I just I just was hanging out with a friend last night who's you know, in a somewhat uh, related world. And he had a bunch of questions because I was letting him know about, you know, moving on. And it was kind of a, a, we hadn't caught up in quite a while. And, you know, just even my passion in talking about what GatherUp can do and what it's rooted in and what it provides and showing him all the different ways it manifests and talking about how different companies use it and the benefits they get out of it. It was just like, man, like... I love this solution. I've wrapped my mind around it for the last five and a half years, mm-hmm. trying to make it better every day and build the features and all those things. And it's it's definitely hard to walk away from something that you've 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 put so
1: much into building. For sure, yeah. It's got. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine. I can't imagine one being an employee and how that would feel and how I would respond to like you know, not being the person that has the final say on things. That's just the way, that's my position. It has been my position for like 15 years, right? (laughs) For 15 years, I've been the person that gets to make the final call on everything. And so that would be a weird transition for me. And then I also can't imagine how difficult it is to leave behind uh, something that you are so passionate about, and spent so much time building up, and leaving the team that you've built, and yeah, that, that's gonna be tough. But it's good that you're still friendly and still in touch with all those people. And- oh,
0: they're they're the best. I mean, truly, yeah. not uh, all all of it is basically like you know, um, and having something like that too. Just what some of them shared with me, just super humbling, and just to know you're able to have a great impact and help them along in what their journey is um and their careers uh, yep. just super satisfying um and a, I'm I'm just very grateful for it. They're all wonderful people and they're all super supportive and you know just like go get it like yep. you know yep. as one of them said leaders got to lead right and right, just, exactly it, yep. it made it a lot easier um g- you know getting that kind of support for them sure and then just the last thing, like, as we can, you know, transition in and talk to, to some of the new things is the idea that I had that was like years in the making um, of when the initial idea happened and how I wanted to go about it really became an accelerated thing during during COVID. And yeah, totally. more solutions were kind of working these elements in and this was becoming more and more important with it, and I was just like, one, I had the feeling like, ah, oh, I wish I already had this product to sell, yep. <laughs> and two, it was just like, all right, timing matters here. Stop sitting on the sideline, um, and you know, as I as I again talked to the you know handful of of friends uh, and kind of you know professional mentors, they were all like, build the you know, let's. Map out the plan you need here and the path you need to to make this successful.
1: Yeah, you gotta strike while the iron is hot. I saw an interesting no, I was probably just like a, a a graphic or a stat, but it was like if you map all the successful companies, they weren't usually the first to have the idea, but they launched their product at the right time. Timing is so important. It's like when the market is ready to get the product that you're selling. If you did it five years before, then, you know, the market wasn't ready, then that's, that's a huge Achilles heel. If you did it five years later, then you're a little bit too late. You know, the timing is so important.
0: Yep, absolutely. So with that, it was like, all right, I'm not, I'm not sitting on the sideline. Let's pull all this together and framework out how to make this work and mm-hmm. what year one's going to look like and, and get started on it.
1: Yeah. So, what can you tell us about the new venture without giving too much away? I don't know. I'm just, I want to. I want to hear what you've got to say about it. Yeah. the
0: the You know, the problem that I want to solve is just really helping businesses and customers communicate better with each other. And it, in short, the the evolution that you know has already been taking place, but I really feel like is hitting more of a stride. And where COVID has definitely forwarded this is like. All of the different messaging channels that are are out there are really becoming the dominant players in the acceptable ways and time periods to interact with each other. So SMS, Facebook Messenger, Instagram, Google My Business now has their message product, chat, right? You have all these other ways where it's like email is really regressing to this static, slow play uh, of what's out there. Mm-hmm. And I look back like this summer, I had a, a perfect like example of this is the problem I want to solve. Like um, I was looking at uh, I, I was entertaining slash daydreaming on getting and getting a new uh, boat. Um, we have a family cabin. We have a boat. It's adequate. But, you know, the kids love we have friends that have a boat where you can wake surf behind it. The kids love that. You have to get a really you know, high-end boat that has some pretty cool equipment to throw these big waves off, off the back of the wake so you can surf on them. Mm-hmm. And so I started the process. I went to a boat dealership that was literally like two miles from the cabin. I filled out a contact form because it was the classic, you know, here's a couple mm-hmm. of models, call for price. Um, and, you know, one, I'm not going to call. And two, I fill out the form. I filled it out on like a Sunday afternoon. Monday, they got back to me and had a bunch of questions. Monday afternoon is when I saw it. I replied back. Tuesday, they replied back. I was like, okay, great. Like, do you have a boat you'd trade in? What is its condition? Can you send us a few photos of it? And so finally, by like Wednesday night or Thursday morning, I got my quote for the boat, Right. right? So it took four days. It was tens of thousands of, of dollars for the boat yeah. and any momentum that I had on that Sunday afternoon while like at the cabin, daydreaming, whatever else. Now I was back at my house. It's four days later and it made me realize like if I was able to text with someone, even if they didn't respond till that Monday morning, five to 10 minutes of a text exchange and they would have had all the info and I would have had what I needed to know, right? Yeah. And I was like, a ticket item of close to $100,000 and it took four days just to tell me the price so you could acquire the info you want and structure your communication, all those things like that was just, I was just like, that is just so wrong. Like I didn't like it. I can't imagine the salesperson actually likes it if it's a lead worth following up on.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a solid lead. Every one of those leads coming in are uh, are great leads because it's such a big ticket. By the time Wednesday rolls around, you're busy thinking about sandwiches. You're not worried about boats anymore. <laughs> exactly. And then <laughs> the the other side, right? That really incorporates
0: my, you know, 20 years of building websites before I got into to SaaS was r- really the lack uh, for businesses of putting good calls to action in place that are always in front of the user. Yeah. Um, w- when you think about how much emphasis we've put on you know, content and content marketing and SEO and all these other things, you still can come into a website and you have to go through this specific channel a certain way to reach out to the business. You have to go to the contact page. You have to find the form. You have to fill out this static form. And to me, it's just like it's so far away from a natural interaction with a customer, so the other thing that um, is a big part of, of what we're looking at building now is like, how do you have these call to actions right in front of the customer? And can you provide the customer with options? So it's not, this is the way to do it. It's, hey, you can interact with us really instantaneously. And here's some choices on how you want to do it. So mm-hmm. you pick the, the channel or the way that you want to interact with us but you don't have to go clicking around and hunting to find it like we're we're going to put it easily accessible no matter where you are on our page no matter where you're scrolling what you're doing and i just saw a lack of that especially in building websites where it's like okay we build your site here's where your phone number is going to be and now we need to install this plugin if it's in wordpress or you know, mm-hmm. use this forms module and create this form. Um, and then on a different page, we might have a, a, a scheduling item. Um, so it's like you, you have all these things just kind of everywhere. And so I really wanted to centralize and say, hey, if you need like CTA in a box, here's a solution so you can deploy your three, four, five best contact methods or ways to start interacting with that client. And they're all in one place. Like it, it's easy to find and easy to make those choices.
1: Yeah, well, it sounds like a uh, uh, a good problem to solve, and it sounds like you're building a really good solution. Are you uh, are you bootstrapping this? How do you how do you just decide to you know drop what you're doing and start a new company?
0: Yeah, so one of my big hangups with this was just kind of runway and funding, and and coming back to timing, right? And. Mm-hmm. Through a lot of different conversations, uh, I ended up deciding through nudging of a few people um, to to raise an, an angel round with it and that that was hard and coming from you know always being around and only doing bootstrapping and the agencies uh, that I've been a part of gather up was bootstrapped. Um, but I really looked at it like I wanted to do something where like time to market could be months for the first version of the product instead of right. a year of nights, weekends, one engineer, things like that. Uh, totally. So I, I did, yeah. my my goal is to raise this angel round and then run bootstrapped after that. Um, sure. Yeah. So what, what that's allowed us to do is like have a full-time engineering team uh, on day one. We roughly, have like a a team of six, um, between front end, back end, uh, QA and product management, that's already heads down on, on the product, uh, and, and, and building on it. And that's something without raising that, like I would have been able to have one and a half people if I was self-funding it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. And so, you know, I guess the the debate is always how much do you give up to your investors, uh, how much equity do you give up to your investors to to get out of the gates faster? and it um, sounds like you have a pretty good balance it was a It was a reasonable angel round, right? yes, yeah
0: i I, I probably still haven't talked all the way through how much I'm going to share on that, but yeah. in essence, we basically traded off thirteen percent of the company for what we raised. Right. Um, and at the end of the day, especially when you're starting, it's so easy to look at that and be like, well, you know, I, I have whatever percent of something worth zero. <laughs> so yeah. when, when you put together and say like, hey, here's where we're going to evaluate this on based on the team we have, the idea we have, track record, you know, um, th- those types of things. And that's mm-hmm. where it, it obviously worked really well in my favor. Like one, we basically raised the money from five investors that were definitely qualified as like friends that had either been part of um, past entities that I I've worked on or have known me a long time, um, and it really wasn't, it really wasn't that hard, right? It was like. I'm just coming off a win of gather up doing really well and selling for a great multiple um, and so you know it really kind of rolled that over, and so it wasn't it wasn't too too painful um to go through that. There are certain parts of it where it was a little bit you know whatever people have their own ideas on the evaluation and things like that there's there's always challenges um but you know ultimately it only took about. 60 days to kind of pull that together.
1: Right. That's kind of amazing too, right? When you can do it that way, just, you know, reach out to your network, find the right people. And there you go. You got a company. You got the funding to like hit the ground running with an engineering team and a good group of people to build this thing.
0: And and one thing I reflected on too, without like what has taken place at GatherUp and the outcome and the acquisition, like if I tried to do this 10 years ago, I think I would have... You know, I wouldn't have been even able to raise ten percent of what I raised. Totally. like, yeah. and, and and it's kind of a couplefold too. Like, a lot of the people that invested in this weren't in that position ten years ago either. So of it's course. like yeah. it's it's this fluid thing where it's like, as you go on and you achieve success, your friends have also achieved success and they've had outcomes. Yeah, and they are now in position to be an angel investor or to write a check of significant size. And that's, to me, that's just kind of really interesting. Again, back to timing, like it, it is it is so interesting that you need that, um, where, you know, 10 years ago, I wouldn't have been able to do this at all.
1: Yeah, it is interesting how the the network you build over the course of your career becomes so important and valuable. And, and also just like what you personally build, all of everything that you build over the course of 20, 30 years such a such an impact
0: yeah no and those that was even some of the thing right this and this just gets into like when you're entrepreneurial minded that was one of the hard things for me too is like personally after the acquisition and in so many ways like things could be incredibly comfortable if I wanted them to be Mm -hmm. and exactly instead I'm kind of I've taken all that I've let go of a very well-paying job and security and gone down to like, all right, I am going to make zero likely for 2021. And, you know, the great thing is, is I've, you know, achieved enough and put enough away where I can pay myself for that year. Um, My wife, Marcy, is incredibly supportive. Like at every turn where I thought like, all right, here's where I'll probably get the like, hey, that's pretty risky, Um, You know, ultimately, she was just like, if we're going to invest our money, I'd rather invest in you than the stock market or anything else.
1: Yeah, I Um, think Aaron Wiecki is a safe bet every day, any day. But then I was like, do you know what GameStop
0: is going to do? You might want to rethink that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, I mean, all of that, you know, just kind of a whirlwind over, you know, many months of like talking it out, um, putting it all in action. Yeah. Coming to the gather up team, putting all, all, all of that, uh, together is is definitely interesting. And, you know, now transitioning into, you know, different day, you know, cutting off and being like, okay, now my days are not going to be zoom meetings all day long. Um, it's going to be working and building on something extremely new and small and basic. And which is so, uh, it's a, it's such a different mind shift when, you're leaving something that's, you know, is six years matured and has just grown by leaps and bounds.
1: Yeah. How do you determine, okay, this is launch ready. Do you have a cutoff point where you're like, okay, this is the feature set we need to have. And that's when we're going to launch. Is that what you have in mind? I do. Um, but
0: I can easily say this is something that I struggle with the most. Um, just even as we're, you know, uh, you know, getting and moving fast and trying to get a super, you know, a basic pilot um, where we could get a handful of people using it and giving feedback and and trying to get some learnings. Like, mm-hmm. I already feel myself struggling looking at that and saying, like, oh yeah, it's good enough at this point. Like, I'm I'm yeah. definitely like I I'm not a great MVP person, um, just because like I want it to have that polish. I want it to like. I don't want to get a bunch of crappy feedback. I, I want to try to remove as many objections as possible because I feel like I know them. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I also know like that, that just goes against so many things of like get it into people's hands and either, you know, validate your opinion a little bit, but get them, get them to also like let you know or be able to start to pull out where you really need to, to focus or prioritize on the
1: things that are on your roadmap. Yeah. I struggle with that too. I find that, um, it's like, I want to get feedback from people, but I want to preface the feedback with like, Hey, here's the list of seven things. I already know. You don't have to tell me that it needs this or it needs that. Cause like before you give me, you spend all your time writing up this feedback, Here's, here's my list. Yeah, I know we, we've got these things on the roadmap and we're and we've got going to do them. So I think, um, you know, I struggle with that too. Just like getting feedback early when it's like painfully obvious what already needs to be done. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And, and maybe it's like
0: that's just part of it, right? I'm trying to save myself from what I already know. But it's just like you will also get other things than what you already other. know, right? Exactly. Yeah. And then the new I don't know.
1: so valuable. Yeah. Yeah, So I need, I need to get
0: better that I really just need to force myself as it gets to that point and just be like, no, put like, even if, even if who you have piloting comes back two days later and is like, it's a piece of shit and I'm not using it. (laughs) Like you just, you need to take that step. You need to like break that level. And I know it, I'm just having a really hard time being able to be exact with it.
1: Yeah, that's actually one thing I mentioned earlier about um, getting uh, an engineering team lead in place. Um, he's really good at pulling back the reins. He's like, because I, I have a nonstop stream of things I want to do and how I, I want to make the tool better, right? But. He'll say, that's post launch. Nope. That's post launch. So he you know, we just make two lists. It's like this is this is the feature set we need to get to launch and everything else. Yeah, these are all great ideas, but we're going into another list and we'll we'll hit them after we we pull the trigger.
0: Yep. And see, I just look at that me like, oh, okay, here's where it's at, but I see that these two more things are coming in the next sprint. Those <laughs> would really like that would be great to have those. So like let's yeah, let's just wait another two weeks. I know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough, but I think for you, like you're gonna start with a, like a closed beta, so you might as well launch it to to some people at that. Even though you know there's a lot of great functionality coming, you can start getting some feedback from uh, early adopters. Yeah, no, I need yeah.
0: the by the the next time we talk, like I need to be able to tell you what's been going on in a pilot. Otherwise, I've just screwed up, and it sure. it something needs to be something basic needs to be out there. All right.
1: Well, there you go. You set yourself a goal.
0: Yeah. Hold me Hold me accountable.
1: Okay. we Will do.
0: You know, some of the other things that are interesting is like one, getting a new team to uh, bond where right. um, we've uh, assembled a team out of uh, South America on the engineering side. Um, mm-hmm. What's been nice with that, my previous engineering team was in mostly in Poland. And uh, so, you know, the the window to communicate and interact was, you know, kind of a, three, four hour window, depending upon how early you wanted to get up in the day. Cause they're roughly eight hours right. ahead of me. Yep. Yep. And now, you know, the team is two to three hours uh, ahead of me for the most part. Um, so we kind of gain, you know, there's more of a like four to six hour window every day to communicate and collaborate. And that's been really nice. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, uh, again, with starting all over in a new team, you know, your Your experience team like they they have this built in accountability and responsibility to each other, not just the product and everything else and you know it's that's one of the things that's like, okay, that took years to build a gather up. How do I shrink that? What are the things that I can do to get that to happen in a matter of of months you know with a with a new team and that's mm-hmm. that's definitely been hard and interesting and you know, already battling things of somebody being out with COVID and and things like that. Like there's definitely, uh, no matter what you know, some things somewhat remain the same. You just hope you can solve them even when they take time just a little bit faster.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, It's got to be hard just bringing a whole new team together when you're coming from a place of such a like mature, established team, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, just because it's like, And maybe I'd even forgotten some of the things that I had to do along the way that like helped build that in my previous team. And at some point, you know, they, they took it over, right. They, they self policed and had all those pieces and it was just more, you know, finessing and prioritizing and things like that. And then you, you know, go all the way back over to starting from scratch and you, you'd have to rebuild and establish trust and Communication and you know how to how to quote unquote you know read the room and understand where you're pushing too hard and where you shouldn't ask and all all of those kind of things. It is it's just really interesting and definitely challenging.
1: How are you communicating? Is it like you have Slack and you're mostly chatting on Slack and then firing up calls with the team kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, we
0: do a daily standup. Um, that's usually about fifteen to twenty minutes, just kind of as you were talking about, like, you know, what am I on? Uh, what's a blocker? So just you know, tor- n- normal standup methodology with that, um, mm-hmm. and then we'll do you know planning meetings uh, ahead of a of a sprint. Um, just to map out what that looks like and then yeah depending upon what they're they're working on and what they have going on then just spending time one-on-one with either testing something or giving feedback or rounding out a story that they're working from and, and things like that so it's it it's it's pretty good but it's It's just like with anything, right? Just even the difference in specific people. It's like there's already a a few people on the team that are like great communicators, very proactive, put things in front of you. And there's others you're like pulling teeth like, I need Mm -hmm. an answer. Like, let me see what this looks like. Um, Let's collaborate or let's work a little bit more iteratively on this. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just interesting no matter, you know, what you set up and how you really just have to be ready to like adjust and adapt and find what works best for everyone individually and as a whole, as the organization.
1: Yeah. And so new app, you get to choose, you know, your new uh, software stack, like what you're building this in. What are you you building uh, your new application in?
0: Yeah. So we definitely went through like the selection process there and, you know, chose to go a little bit of a route, less traveled with something newer. We're, we're using Flutter, which is one of Google's kind of SDK and UI toolkits. Right, um, And it, it's really what it's built around is kind of a, you know, one code boy, base that you can deploy natively and, and to the web. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's even been a little bit of challenge where it's like, those are very well-known pros. And we look at it like, okay, not having to build separate. Um, and we also looked at, you know, there's just a couple of nuances that made it feel like it might be more advantageous for us than like React Native um, uh, on on the front side of things, which, you know, gets you close to accomplishing that as well. Um, so we're kind of betting on how it matures. It's been out for a couple of years, but that's just not a long time in the world of, of code. Um, yeah. And you know what? What we're really finding is like the first thing we're building in our product is the web app version. Well, that's the piece of Flutter that you know they started with the native builds, um, and web is kind of their trailer. So we're leading with what their trailer is. So we've definitely had a few things where we have to find some workarounds, and our devs okay. have to you know figure out some tutorials and dig into stuff and whatever else. But we're really hoping that yeah, just with anything six months, a year down the road, like both will have hit a better stride. And then we'll be like, okay, it was the right, you know, it was the right choice, not day one, but it was definitely the right choice day 100 or day 1000. So a little, a little bit risky. I don't know if every, everybody would like, you know, a lot of people just say like, Hey, the last thing you need to do is be worrying about those things. You should bet on what's tried and true. Mm -hmm. Um, But we felt okay enough with, with what's there that, well, we, we'd be able to make it work.
1: I think it's a bit less risky because it's a Google product. And so it's going to get wide adoption. People are probably going... It, it certainly has the the marketing to get a lot of pickup. And it's a very compelling value proposition that you can write your application and boom, you've got an iOS app, you've got an Android app, and you have a web app. That's kind of amazing. Like When I think about our product, I've always wanted to... You know, I have in the back of my mind one day building mobile apps for our product, but it's like that's a, such a huge undertaking and it's one that you don't even have to think about. So that's kind of amazing. So I, I, I like your choice.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see. If it comes to fruition, it's amazing. Yeah. If, if yeah. at some point we have to break off and go back to React Native, then it'll be oh. like, oh, okay. That was Hard lesson to learn. But, you know, I, I don't know, Darren, I look at the same time. I look at all the things, obviously, and you and I coming from the world of, you know, working so much with Google on its search products and local search products, like Google also kills stuff off really fast. Too. Mm, yeah, <laughs> so. well, I hope that doesn't
1: happen. <laughs> yeah, it is true, though. They, they yeah. have, they love to launch fast and, and kill fast, too.
0: Yeah, so ho- hopefully we don't uh, end up in in those things of it. But, We'll we'll just have to see what happens there. So
1: yeah, interesting.
0: Yeah. So that's that's kinda where things are at. This you know, the you know, in the next probably three, four weeks until we talk again, I think a lot will take place as you know, the initial pieces yeah. really kinda come together and we have a little more time under our belt and and all those kind of kind of things. But I'm I'm excited to get to do this and like you know openly talk about so many of these things and what it looks like starting all the way back at at zero uh, oh. again. So
1: yeah, it's it's really uh, great content for our podcast. Brand new company starting from the ground up. I love <laughs> that's, it. That's the whole reason I did it. I was like, let's get some new, fresh
0: content in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, start, I'll start a company. <laughs>
1: good idea yeah well thanks uh, I really appreciate your commitment to our podcast
0: hey at the end of the day let's be real I mean this is the best thing going so
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right <laughs> yeah. the,
0: our podcast that as long as we get something recorded every like five to six weeks we're we're getting by so
1: yep totally
0: oh man good good stuff well I I appreciate I just want to openly say all of the phone conversations and things like that you and I had. You were a fantastic sounding board in a number of uh, different ways, you know, that something that really took me, you know, many, many months to arrive at. So I I appreciate uh, your your friendship and your advice and uh, definitely made me look at some uh, and face some hard things, which was good for me.
1: Ah, oh, thanks. Well, I, I hope I was encouraging because I have – unbelievable faith in your success with this. I, I, I can't wait to see how this pans out in the next year, two, three, five years. I'm really excited to, uh, to watch this journey. I think it's going to be a huge success. All right. Well,
0: I'm going to try to live up to your expectations. All right. (laughs) I'll, I'll be watching. All right. Any, uh, anything in closing today that you wanted to mention or have coming up?
1: Oh, we got a bunch of launches coming up. Not really much to say. We can talk about it on another podcast. But uh, yeah, no, I'm excited about 2021 with everything that's happening at WhiteSpark. We've got some some big stuff coming up. I don't know. Yeah,
0: that's
1: no, I... Talk about yeah, it next time. Yeah, I can't wait to just continue
0: to see what you guys can do with this newfound uh, efficiency and some of the yeah. ideas you have. That's that's definitely exciting. So. Yeah, I'll say
1: another huge thing that's that's going to really help us out is that um, one of the big things we're working on is our new account system. And that is our final piece of like legacy code that's been holding us back. We have to do a lot of maintenance on the old system. Yep. And so now everything within the company is on a modern uh, tech stack. Uh, uh, everyone's Everything's on the same tech stack. And so we'll be able to uh, move a lot faster. I'm really excited.
0: Yeah, that's really re- – removing those uh, blockers is awesome. And uh, yep. uh, it'll be fun to hear – how that changes things for you guys. Yeah.
1: Technical debt out the window.
0: Ready, ready to fly. (laughs) Paid off. (laughs) Paid off. We paid the debt off. Exactly. That's awesome. All right. Well, thanks as always, Darren. Pleasure uh, catching up. And thanks everyone for listening. And uh, as always, if uh, we can remind you, if you would love, it's been quite a while since we've had a, a review. We get, Hundreds of downloads each episode, which we greatly appreciate. Um, but if you could take a few minutes, leave a review. If it helps someone else discover the podcast or or give it a listen, um, we're super grateful for that. For at, sure. at the end of the day, you know, selfishly, I know I do this for myself: the ability to talk out loud and to get your introspect and you know review. There, there's oftentimes I just kind of go back and review my state of thinking on this. Um, it really is self beneficial, but you know, over time, to the messages that we get on LinkedIn or email on people, you know, enjoying it or a specific piece that stood out or helped them make a decision, um, that's it's super super rewarding. So if if you can share a few notes uh, in a review and help someone else discover us, or man, if you you know share what we're talking about socially on on Twitter or wherever else, like uh, we'd, we'd greatly uh, appreciate it. Um, that would be fantastic.
1: Yeah. Greatly appreciate it. Those reviews, they really, uh, they're really important, really valuable for the podcast. So yeah, any, any words you could say would be greatly appreciated.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, with that, uh, have yourself uh uh, fabulous. Let's see when whenever we'll release this. Maybe it'll be in time for next weekend. So I hope yeah. everybody has a, a good weekend. I'll, I'll shoot to get this all wrapped up by uh, Friday to launch, and then okay. you, everybody can have a good weekend. And my my wishes are timely. <laughs> Perfect.
1: Yeah.
0: All, right. all right. Take care, Darren. Thanks you too, and see you all next time. All right. See you, everybody.